Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Justin with Midwest Midworms. I just wanted to run through a quick uh, little bit of info about receiving and shipping. So receiving live insect orders and shipping those live insect orders. Uh, so let's start with the receiving process of it. What, what can you expect when you're receiving? Um, and, and I'm going to key in on live mealworms and superworms for right now. Uh, that's what I process and ship out today. That's what I um, that's what I raise within my insect farm. So that's what I'm really familiar with. Uh, so the shipping methods for insects are going to vary. Uh, and that's one thing to call out is, um, you know, shipping of hornworms, for example, is done differently than shipping of mealworms. Uh, and it just is, is dependent on the species and what they require to get from point A to point B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to you at the end, uh, Z, safely um, and with, with as minimal loss as possible. Some loss is going to happen, things occur, but as minimal as possible. So <clears throat> let's walk through the receiving process. So once you place an order uh, with, with your insect supplier, um, you should get a confirmation back as far as what it is that you ordered, right? An order confirmation. Um, and then some level of detail either in what you ordered, on the page that you ordered, or as you've been in contact with, with uh, your supplier. So for me, for example, I'm available via all my social media, you know, PM, PMs, DMs, whatever you want to call them, uh, as well as texting, email, uh, correspond with me in whatever mechanism works best for you. If you've got questions, if you need things shipped in a different way, um, or if there's something I need to do specific to your post office. I have a couple people that their post office doesn't actually tell them when their package arrives, and we'll get into that. So um, please reach out to me with any questions about the receiving process after you've ordered your insects, because I, I want you to be comfortable with what's going on. Um, and there are some uh, uniquenesses around shipping of live, live insects. Um, so <clears throat> first thing I want to run through is time. So what I do from, from my end, whenever I process orders, I do all of my, my shipping on Mondays. Uh, the reason for that is I ship exclusively uh, USPS priority uh, for my live insects. And what I want to do is I want to ship out on Monday so there's as much time as possible up until the, the Friday or Saturday, the last day of the week for your post office, uh, for you to pick that package up in case there's any sort of delay. Um, I've tested this myself. I've actually had scenarios where I ship something out and then it waits for five days at the post office, gets returned to sender, takes another five days to get to me, and the, the mealworms are alive and healthy and fine. So they can sit for a while, but uh, I always want to try to get it to you as quick as possible and, and not delay that. So shipping goes out on Monday. Um, so I, I feed everything overnight Sunday and then Monday morning, get everything packaged up, um, slap all the labels on everything, uh, and then take it to the post office. Uh, that way it's got a, a long runway to get to you uh, before the weekend hits and it gets into the following week. Uh, the downside to shipping just once a week is that if you place an order with me on Monday afternoon, I'm not going to get that order shipped out till the following Monday. Uh, and, and these processes vary by supplier. So there are some folks that will ship out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, there are some folks that will ship out Monday, Wednesday. So always double check with your, with your supplier when you're purchasing things, you know, what, what the details are around the shipping process. Uh, and the reason, like the, the reason I'm doing that where I just ship on Mondays is just from a process perspective. So it's just me here at Midwest Mealworms. Um, I do have some uh, part-time help uh, that comes and just does like farm maintenance type stuff. Uh, but for the most part, 95% of everything that happens with the, the mealworms and superworms is me. So it's just a time thing for me. Um, it would be pretty difficult to try to get another shipment in, let's say, 
I feed things Tuesday night and try to ship things on Wednesday morning. Uh, it's just not feasible for me right now. So maybe in the future and the, that can change and obviously I'll, I'll communicate that out if it does. Um, but from my process today, that's what I'm doing. I ship out on Mondays. Um, what I'll do is uh, when your, your shipping tracking information gets generated, you receive a, a, an automated email. So it saves me time because it's process efficient, right? And then you get an email with a link for your tracking number. Uh, and from there, it really varies on personal, you know, personal preference on how you want to monitor that. So USPS actually has a really good option. You can go to the, the website via the tracking URL that you get emailed, and you can sign up for email alerts or text alerts. Uh, text alerts are fantastic because they come to your phone, they're non-intrusive, um, and you can sign up for which ones you want. So you don't have to sign up to get every single step, like it's gone from Ashland to St. Louis and from St. Louis to Dallas and Dallas to San Francisco. Like you, you don't have to get all of those. Uh, you can sign up for just the, the exception scenarios, like there, if there's a delay for some reason, um, or you can just sign up for when it arrives. Tell me when it, when it gets here. Um, so really easy way to stay up to speed so that once your package arrives, you can go retrieve it. And that's the second big thing I want to talk about. So the first was the, the tracking number from your end. Uh, and then the second is um, I ship all of my live insects as hold for pickup mandatory. Um, the reason for that is there are too many variables. Once that, once that package gets to your post office, um, you could be the first stop on your route for your post delivery person, or you could be the last stop on your route. And those mealworms and superworms can sit in that truck. You know, it could be two degrees outside. Uh, it could be 90 degrees outside. Um, if it's a sunny day, then uh, even if it's really cold, if it's 30 degrees outside and the, the postal worker has the heat cranked up um, and it's, it's sunny, the back of that, that uh, mail truck is going to get really hot and could, could kill the superworms and the mealworms. So, um, I always ship hold for pickup because there are just so many variables. There, there were just a few there uh, that, that really can cause problems. Um, a couple more, for example, if your post, postal worker puts it in your mailbox, there are some of the packages that, that I ship that do fit inside of a mailbox, uh, and your, your um, insects can just cook alive inside of a mailbox. I have a black one, for example, so on a sunny day, that thing on the inside is going to get really, really hot. Um, and then there, if they drop it at your front, do front doorstep, if your doorstep is situated such that the sun hits the front of it. Um, so there are all these different unique variables and there are things that I'm not even mentioning here that uh, you all have probably run into at some point depending on your scenario. Uh, but that is why I always ship hold for pickup. The only exception I make to that is if you reach out to me uh, and, and we work out you know, a, a good um, reason and a, a valid reason for why you wanna do that uh, and then if, if the scenario is okay, like I actually had somebody reach out to me and say, I am the first stop uh, for my postal worker. It's my cousin. He knows me. He's going to bring me the live insects. He's not going to put them at harm. Um, and, and I want you to ship them directly to me. So in that scenario, I, I did. Um, and after the first one went okay, second one went okay, um, the live guarantee that I, I put out on all of my hold for pickup um, insect shipments, I applied to that person as well because I was, I was confident that what they were doing was going to result in a safe delivery for those insects. Because uh, I want your insects to be healthy when they get to you and I want, you know, I, I've been raising them for months and months here um, and so I've, I'm slightly attached, uh, as odd as that sounds. Uh, so when I ship those things out, I want them to get where they're going successfully. I genuinely care about you guys getting good, healthy insects. 
Um, so the, the hold for pickup option, uh, the way that I trigger that is on the package uh, that has your label uh, with your address and the tracking number information, uh, on that address or on that label, um, the top of the box, I will put a fluorescent pink sticker that says hold for pickup. Uh, the, the post office is very familiar with this process. They do it all the time. Um, and so they'll see that sticker and they will hold it at the post office. So it stays inside a temperature controlled environment. Um, you know, if in, in some scenarios I'm shipping out of, out of Missouri. So if I'm shipping to Illinois, that package could be there as early as Tuesday sometimes uh, or Wednesday. Uh, and if you can't pick up till Thursday, at least it's in a temperature controlled environment. It's not floating around somewhere um, or coming out to you inside of that truck that could uh, overheat or get too cold. So hold for pickup, it's a free service. Uh, the post office does it all the time with live insects and live animals. Uh, so they're very familiar with it. Uh, and, and that's why the texting or the email alerts are so important from a, a receiving perspective. When you place your order, trying to stay in the know as far as where your packages are at um, is very similar to Amazon updates, right? So you order an item from Amazon, you get those updates about uh, the tracking uh, information as well as the, the estimated delivery date, and then if there's any exceptions. Same thing with post, the post office. Go to USPS.com, um, go through their tracking process, super easy. Um, so we talked about the, the hold for pickup. Um, we talked about the, the shipping confirmation information with the tracking number. Uh, what can you expect when you open that package up? Uh, so I talked earlier about how depending on the insect species, the way that they're packaged and the way that they're put into a box to, to ship out to you will vary. So with live mealworms and superworms, uh, what I do is I will ship those inside of, of a bag. Um, so either a cotton muslin bag, um, a 100% organic cotton muslin bag, uh, or a mesh bag um, that allows for more uh, uh, breathing inside the bag. And so I use those mesh bags when temperatures are hot. So think about spring, summer, um, early fall, uh, depending on where you're at geographically. Um, and so I'll use those mesh bags uh, to help the, the mealworms and the, the superworms regulate their temperature a little bit more, release that heat so it doesn't build up. Because those, those insects are actually really good heat sinks. Uh, for those of you that raise insects, you know you can put your hand inside of a bin and it doesn't always feel cool to the touch. So right, we're, we're somewhere around 97, 98 degrees uh, temperature inside of our, our body. When we touch mealworms, usually they're cooler to the touch. Uh, but in a, an insect farm, so I, I keep mine at uh, 80, deg 80 degrees Fahrenheit, when I touch a bin that's got too many mealworms, they're generating friction, they're hot. And so inside of a package, uh, when you close those things up, uh, and tape that box shut, uh, the, the mealworms will generate heat and they'll actually hold that heat. Uh, in some cases, that's good. So in the colder weather shipping, that's a benefit because instead of going out to the, the edges, <coughs> excuse me, the edges of the bag, they'll actually go to the center, right? And rub against each other, generate heat, uh, and, and help to maintain their temperature in there. Um, so the, the bag is uh, either that cotton muslin bag or a mesh bag, and I put newspaper inside of it. So I'll take newspaper, I'll crumple it up uh, and put it in there. And what that does is it helps the mealworms, it gives them physical space to be able to move around. Uh, so you don't want too many mealworms stacking up on each other because um, they can uh, put too much weight and pressure on themselves. And so the newspaper inside of, of the bag gives them something to hold on to, crawl into, move around on. So it gives them more physical space to, to, um, to, to spread out essentially. 
so <clears throat> the positive to that is it increases the, sur the survival rate, right? So you're going to be able to get more mealworms in a smaller container, which saves you guys on shipping costs. Um, and then when it arrives, uh, what you'll need to do, um, and the, the other thing on, in the bag, so we put, I put the newspaper in the bag, and then I will zip tie it shut. So there are different mechanisms for closing these. So some folks will use um, this, the drawstring. Some folks will wrap a string around it, uh, bread ties, things like that. I use a zip tie because I'm 99% I'm confident in that thing always staying, sh always staying shut. Um, one of the things that uh, you as, as someone who receives it, as well as the postal workers, uh, don't want is those insects getting out of the bag, right? And it's going to take them a long while to chew through the, the muslin or the mesh bag. So the, there's no concern there. Um, I, like I said, I've had uh, mealworms go out and come back, and it was about two and a half weeks, uh, and they hadn't gotten out of the bag. Um, they, they don't chew through that in that amount of time. So really the only exit you need to be concerned about is the hole that they went into to get into the bag. Uh, so I use a zip tie to close those. So that way it's secure um, and, and doesn't result in those in insects getting out. The downside to that is those zip ties are a little bit more difficult to get off, but I, I think the pro there outweighs the con um, because what I found with the, the postal service is as soon as they have a bad experience with a live insect, um, that they start equating those, those live insect shipments, whether it's mine or yours or another supplier, um, it, it just gives them a, a bad taste in their mouth. And so I want to avoid that at all, at all costs. Um, and, and so that's why I go with the zip tie. Uh, so you're going to want to have a pair of scissors um, or some sort of cutting device uh, so that you can safely remove that zip tie uh, when you receive it, because that's how they get out, right? So as soon as you go to the post office, pick up your item, um, take that home. Uh, you want to be careful and cognizant of the temperature in your vehicle. Uh, don't put them on the sunny side of the vehicle where they're in the sun on your way home because they could actually overheat just in that amount of time potentially. So um, be aware of, of where they're at. Floorboard is a great spot as long as it's not zero degrees out and you have the heat blasting down on them, right? Context really, really matters. So uh, always be aware they are live animals um, and you just need to be uh, cognizant of what's going on from their environment perspective. Uh, so get those critters home. Uh, you cut open the box. Again, don't go too deep into it because the bag might be in there. We don't want to cut the bag. Um, and pull the bag out. Cut the zip tie. And then have a, a Tupperware container or a glass container, something with tall, you know, you probably want a 6 to 12 inch tall um, container so that you can dump that bag and shake it. Uh, and you can't see me doing it, I'm sitting here shaking it, uh, but go check out my YouTube channel. Uh, a couple of folks actually sent me videos of them unpackaging their shipments from me. So um, search for Midwest Mealworms on YouTube, uh, subscribe to it once we get more subscribers, um, you know, joining the, our YouTube community uh, with you and I, uh, I can get a better link so that it's more searchable and easier to find. But for right now, go to YouTube and search Midwest Mealworms. Uh, and there are several videos of folks who uh, sent them to me uh, of them opening up their packages. So superworms, uh, mealworms, same type of process of cutting the zip tie, dumping it, uh, and then removing them from the newspaper. So pros and cons again, the newspaper, it increases the volume of mealworms you can get in a container, in a, in a package, in a box, and decreases your shipping costs. The downside is to unpackage them, you do need to uh, undo each one of those pieces of paper because those mealworms love to cling on them. And at times, they will eat the, the newspaper as well. Uh, they'll chew holes through it and kind of embed themselves into it. So you just have to gently uncrumple that paper, shake it a little bit. And that's why you want a taller 
sided container uh, to do this in. It just makes it a little easier. It's not mandatory, but you'll have far less flingers, as I call them, where you're uncrumpling that paper and it snaps or pops a little bit. Uh, and one of those mealworms just launches uh, as a result and goes off into the carpet or onto the floor and you have to go retrieve it. So um, empty that stuff out. The newspaper, recycle it. Nothing wrong with it. Um, hasn't, uh, there are no chemicals in the, involved in this process at all. So recycle that newspaper. Uh, and then the canvas bag, you can wash that, reuse it, uh, use it for whatever you'd like. Um, they're very uh, versatile bags. Uh, and then the mesh bags, uh, if you have any purpose for them, by all means, you know, wash them, clean them up a little bit, and they're perfectly good to go. So again, no chemicals involved in that process. So I'm shipping live insects. If I used a bag that was dangerous for uh, animals or insects, they wouldn't survive uh, the trip. So that's the receiving process in general. Um, one thing I want to note now as I transition into the shipping process uh, is that for both you as the end receiver, as well as, as you folks who are shipping, so packaging up and shipping insects, um, get in good with your post office. Uh, if you've never received insects before via your post office, go and talk to them. Say, hey, I'm going to order some live insects. They're going to come in, hold for pickup. I will come get them. Um, and, and, you know, if they have questions about it, great. Um, a lot of times they're familiar with it, but sometimes depending on where you're located. Uh, for example, my post office here in, in Asheville, Missouri, had not dealt a lot with live insect shipments um, because there's not many people around here doing that. So um, they, they, I went and talked to them, uh, found out what their process was, um, let them meet me, let them ask questions. You know, we talked about how I, I packaged them up, how they're not going to escape, things like that. Um, and so uh, to talk with your postal workers, um, your, your delivery driver, same thing. Like if, if they ever see a package and, you know, let them know, hey, it's supposed to be held at the post office. Uh, I actually take um, treats to my post office. So I'll sometimes take cupcakes or cookies, um, something that, that, you know, just get it, gets them in a good mentality about having to uh, every Monday see me walk in with packages of insects to ship out. So. Uh, that's, that's a big, big win um, that, you know, isn't something that's going to cost you a lot of money, cost you a lot of time, uh, especially if, if you're consistently going to need live insect shipments from someone. Uh, so let's talk, uh, let's transition into the, the shipping process. So those of you who are farming mealworms or insects um, and, and need to ship things out, uh, let's, let's talk about what the process is. Uh, so I mentioned uh, early on, one of the things I do uh, is I, I will always ship on Mondays. So that's my process. And what that allows me to do is on Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon, evening, I will go out to the farm. I will feed everything. Uh, so I'll give everything a moisture source. So they've been in substrate, right? I'll give them all a moisture source so that they eat that overnight. And the next morning they are hydrated and ready to travel. Uh, I absolutely think this is, this is vital because you want that insect hydrated for a trip where they might be in a, in a package for two, two and a half weeks potentially. Um, so feeding them overnight is, is essential. Uh, when I originally started, what I would actually do is I would separate my orders. So if I had an order of a thousand mealworms and 500 beetles and 2000 mealworms and 500 superworms, uh, I would go and count those out, uh, put them in individual trays, and then I would feed them in those individual trays. And the next morning I would come in, I would already have them counted out. Uh, but what I found is that the feed that I would put in, so the potato um, that I would put in, wouldn't get eaten all the way because of the quantity of mealworms that were in there uh, and, and superworms. So 
I, I ended up, it took me longer from a process perspective to go and take the feed out. Uh, and, and as you guys have seen on several of my videos uh, and, and in your experience, the mealworms attach themselves to those potatoes, right? So you have to kind of scrape them off. Same thing with the beetles. It's a, it's, it's a process. It takes time. And so what I found is that instead of just separating and counting and doing all that the night before, uh, what I would do is I just feed everything in the farm. So regardless of whether it's going to ship out or not, even if I've fed on Saturday, I will feed again Sunday so that they are as hydrated as possible. And then what, I, what I'll do on Monday morning is go out to the farm, uh, grab bins of whatever it is I need to ship. So if I need to ship superworms, I'm going to grab a bin of superworms. And at that point, I'll sift out uh, the live insect, um, go ahead and do the weighing process to count them uh, and add the extra in and then I will put them into their bag. Uh, the one thing I do ahead of time is the box and bag preparation. So every bag gets stuffed with newspaper. Um, the size bags I use, uh, I use a, an eight by 12 for my small, like up to 3000 mealworms and 1000 beetles. And then I go to a larger bag. Uh, I believe it's a 12 by 24. It's a pretty big bag, but it allows a lot of versatile uses. Uh, so I can ship anything, you know, 4,000 mealworms and above. It seems like a lot of overkill for 4,000 mealworms, but from a cost perspective, I can buy a lot of those bags a lot cheaper than buying different size bags in less quantities and costing me more. Uh, so that's why I go with a larger bag. Um, and so I'll put four pieces of newspaper, or sorry, two pieces of newspaper into the small bag, four pieces into the big bag, potentially more uh, depending on what's going into the big bag, uh, whether it's going to be in a um, a regional B box or a large flat rate box, depending on how I'm going to ship it, I may adjust that uh, real time Monday morning. So I'll get the bags ready. Uh, and generally, I, I um, keep enough on hand to fulfill my orders on Monday with uh, having a comfortable amount in case I have any last minute, right? Like I've got some customers that uh, my, my general rule of thumb is that I need the order placed by about two to three o'clock in the afternoon on Sundays for me to be able to get shipping squared away, make sure I'm ready to get everything out the door on Monday morning. I have some folks who uh, order from me consistently and something happened, right? Life happens and they didn't get an order in. So they'll message me and say, hey, can I, can I get something the next day? So uh, I'll prepare a few extras just to, to account for that. Uh, from a box perspective, uh, shipping boxes. So what I found with USPS, who is the, uh, in, in the location I'm at, and this is dependent on where you're located as far as what your options are gonna be, but the convenient location for me to make this realistic is my post office in town, which is about 10 minutes away. I don't have FedEx. Um, so there's no FedEx drop area or FedEx office that I can take shipments to. Um, the closest one is 25 minutes away. So my process at that point would just drastically increase from a time perspective. So uh, I am limited to just USPS right now. Um, and so I'll take their boxes. And what I found is they have what's called a regional box. So they have a lot of different options, different sizes of regional boxes. But I found that the regional box A1 and the regional box B1 work really well for shipping live insects. Um, and they're cheaper from a cost perspective. Um, I don't have a direct business account with USPS. I use um, just their standard priority shipping right now. Um, and, and so the regional boxes are cost effective for me um, based on location, right? And so the way that USPS works in, in, in any shipper is what's the, where's it coming from, where's it going to, and that's how much it's gonna cost. So it does cost me more to ship to California than it does to ship to someone here in Missouri, obviously. Um, and one of the things I do to balance that is um, the shipping is included for the most part in my prices on my website and, and what I post. But if you're in one of those states that costs more, 
um, there is a one to three dollar additional fee to cover that extra shipping cost. Um, and it's just part of you know buying from a location like myself um, it, from a regional perspective for me to ship to California they could find someone in California that would ship to them much cheaper. Um, if they want to purchase from me that's great I have no concerns with that I'll ship anywhere within the continental US so um, there, there could just be an extra fee there. Uh, so I'll take those boxes, the, the A1s or the, the B1s, and I will drill holes in them. So I actually have a template that I created and I lay the boxes down and I'll drill a, a hole in it. Uh, I believe it's a half inch drill bit. And depending on the time of year, so right now in winter time, uh, I'll put about 10 holes, I believe. Well, let me count real quick in my head. One, two, three, four, five, 10 holes. Uh, so I'll put 10 holes in the regional A1s um, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty 20 holes in the B1. Uh, if I know it's going to a cold place, like if somebody has said my temperatures are low, I'll put less holes in a box. Uh, and what that does is it helps help hold the heat in. Um, you want to be wary of that though as you turn into the warmer months that you don't forget to, to go back to the normal process of putting those holes in. Uh, even in cold weather, uh, I find that it needs to be really drastically cold, like below 30 degrees, uh, before you really have to worry about the number of holes, whether you need a heat pack, and then it gets really complicated. Um, I found that the heat packs actually complicate things quite a bit, um, and so it, it, in, it requires engagement with me to put a heat pack in, because it's a rare scenario where a heat pack is going to be beneficial in the long run. Um, again, truly dependent on location. If I'm shipping to somewhere in Idaho, for example, yeah, it's going to make sense to do a heat pack. Uh, but let's chat about it, engage uh, with me bef before we go that route. So um, the, the boxes, I will actually uh, tape those up the, the day before. So uh, same thing with the bag, same concept of, you know, from a process perspective, getting those things built so that Monday morning, all I'm focused on is counting, um, making sure that, that the insects are clean, pulling out any potential dead that might have happened overnight, um, and having that time available Monday morning to just really focus on getting the order right um, and getting it out the door. Uh, for, the, for the folks that have ordered. Um, so that, that's essentially what I do from a shipping perspective to get things ready. Um, I will also ship out frass. So I use uh, a trash bag right now, a small um, nine gallon trash bag uh, to put inside of a box. I've weighed each box to see how much weight goes in each box and then char uh, uh, charge for shipping or not shipping um, um, based on the size of the box and where it's going. Um, so I'll also use the A1s and the B1s there in the larger boxes if needed uh, to ship out the frass as well. Uh, and, and those I don't make up ahead of time. I'll make those on demand as they come in. Uh, it's fairly straightforward. And those ship out all throughout the week. So the live insects all go out on Mondays. The frass will ship out uh, any day of the week because it's not a live insect. It's going. It's going to end up at the, at the address it's going to ship to you and hold for pickup there. Um, so Monday morning I'll package everything up. Um, like I mentioned, I'll, I'll um, weigh them out, I'll get them into the bag, zip that bag up with the zip tie, put it inside the box, tape it up. Uh, at that point, you know, once all those orders are done, they go into my truck, I head up to the post office, drop them off, and they are on their way. Uh, so from an update perspective to the, to the buyer, to the customer, they've received their tracking info via email, um, or if it's a, a direct customer. So I've got a couple of businesses that engage with me directly. Um, they'll get that feedback from me um, uh, via text um, or via uh, a Facebook message, however they engage with me. Um, I'll send them the tracking number and make sure that they're comfortable and have everything that they need. Um, so that's, that's really it from a shipping perspective. 
Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Um, the big piece of it is engaging the post office, um, finding out, you know, asking them questions if you have any, uh, finding out what, what you can or can't do uh, with your insects, um, and then, you know, shipping them out um, as safely as you can. Uh, the final thing I'll end on is the, the live guarantee. Um, what I've found is that you, the, the post office, in the event that something happens, um, so the insects arrive dead, or uh, the buyer reaches out to me and says, hey, I picked them up and everything's dead. Um, pictures help tremendously. And so as a seller, as the shipper, and as, as the raiser of these mealworms, I have to always remember not to take any feedback I get from somebody as personal, right? So somebody might be having a bad day. Something might have happened to those mealworms at the post office. Um, you can't immediately think it's not my fault. So go into it with an open mind, no judgment, and just ask questions. Say, um, you know, can you get me pictures? What can you tell me about, you know, the, the, ba the box? Is it damaged in any way? Um, were there any, any, was there anything odd on the inside of the bag? Um, did it smell odd? Um, so I, it was about a year and a half ago, I had somebody reach out and literally everything in the box had died. Um, and so I was just trying to rack my brain, like what in the world did I do uh, from my end? And then something they mentioned in the email uh, led me to ask them, did it smell like anything? And so they sniffed it and they said, there's a distinct chemical smell, something is in here. Um, and it turns out they looked on the outside of the box and the box had been sprayed with something. Um, and so the, the, it was a chemical that had obviously gotten in there uh, in the holes um, and just from the vapor perspective got pulled in and killed everything in the box. So um, depending on what the scenario is, you can open a claim with the post office. Um, they're, the, the way they process those claims uh, honestly is hit or miss. So if it's a delay, uh, within the shipping process where the box got lost for a day or two or something. They are pretty lenient. They'll, they'll be very open to, um, you know, providing you compensation for that. Uh, if it's something where <clears throat> the insects uh, sat at the post office for too long um, or sat, you know, sometimes they'll sit there for a week. Uh, the buyer will, will call their post office and say, hey, I'm going to come pick those up. And then they don't. Uh, and then they finally do. And for whatever reason, um, the, the mealworms have died or the, the insects have died. Um, it, it becomes more of a give and take. So if it's, if it's a brand new buyer, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll send them a package again uh, and just get them to understand that you need to pick this up as soon as possible. Um, if it's somebody that I've had consistent issues with, something's not right. So after enough times of somebody reaching out and saying, things are dead, things are dead, here's pictures, um, it becomes a, you know, from, from my end, I can't sustain that level of um, continuing to replace things. Uh, and so I will tell that person, I'm just going to refund your purchase. Uh, and, and I don't think that my, for whatever reason, I'm, my mealworms and my superworms are not getting to you successfully. Um, and sometimes it can just depend on the post office it gets routed through. Uh, I've had a couple things, you know, everything I ship out goes through St. Louis. And I've had a couple, couple people say that they really don't like that St. Louis post office or St. Louis um, um, offices because things seem to get lost there for them for some reason. Um, I've not found that to be true. I've had really good success um, shipping with the post office, a very low rate of, of failure, lost boxes, things like that. So those, those postal workers are kicking butt in my, in my opinion um, and doing a really good job on helping out small farmers like myself. So uh, you can open claims with the post office. Um, it's really hit or miss, just depends on what the scenario was and what's going on. 
Um, and then you work with your buyer to, to come to something mutual, right? Like maybe they only bought 2,000 mealworms and they could buy another 2,000 and you could send 4,000 together to shave on, shave, to save on shipping costs. So um, there's, a, there's different values there. And, and I've mentioned this a couple times in this, this podcast uh, episode and in, in previous episodes, context matters. So get details from the buyer, be open. Um, and, you know, always remember that that person on the other end placed an order and was receiving live insects to do something with them. They've got a beardy they need to feed. They have chickens they need to feed. They have a gecko to, to feed for their, their kids or something like that. So um, always go into it with, with you know, open mind, uh, empathy, no judgment. Uh, understand what they're going through and, and how to help uh, and work through things. I've, I've found that a lot of times just that, that engagement really helps that buyer feel like you care. Um, really helps them understand that you're here for them, right? You're not just raising these insects to, to make money. If I was in this to just make money, uh, I'm in the wrong business because I'm not, I'm not making millions of dollars. I'm doing this because I enjoy it and I want to provide quality insects for folks. So uh, once, they, once, once buyers realize that, they get past that frustration and you work with them on that, uh, things tend to smooth out pretty good. So um, always be open-minded with, uh, with your buyers. Uh, hopefully you guys got some context, uh, some, some good uh, context and value out of this. If you have any questions about this stuff, reach out to me. So Facebook, social media, uh, or Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, let's see, where else are we? Uh, texting. So uh, feel free to text me. Um, send MWMW to 555-888 uh, just for a generic sign up and I can engage with you, find out what you're interested in. Um, or there, there's plenty of keywords. So mealworms, superworms, uh, weekly deal as well. I send out a weekly deal uh, every Thursday. Uh, so send weekly deal, all one word, to 555-888. Uh, and check out the, the full list of options out at midwestmealworms.com slash SMS. Uh, all the keywords that are out there and everything you want to sign up for and, and reach out to me about is there. So uh, ping me, ask me questions. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, where can I give better answers? Where can I clarify things? Uh, and hopefully can help you out from both a receiving and shipping perspective. So thanks all for tuning in and listening. Uh, keep grinding, and I'll talk to you soon.